This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 134, How to Protect Your Retirement from Lawsuits, with Sari Ibrahim. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. You know, I really love it when we can do this podcast together. And when you're contributing and bringing your ideas, your content, it just makes for a much cooler, much more fun, dynamic uh, series, episodes, show. Really, I, I love it. So, in fact, sometimes people will bring the topic to me. And, and this is this is one of those episodes. It, it was Allie who brought this idea to me. It was a question she asked. Uh, what happens when you get into a lawsuit with bank on yourself in your portfolio? That's a big question. What if you get sued? Could someone take away your cash value? Could someone take away uh, your death benefit even or your tax-free access to the cash value? So these were important questions to Allie. And thank you, Allie, again, for that incredible, very thoughtful question. And uh, we want to present you with the answer today. I'm sure a lot of other people ask it too. So we brought on an expert in the matter. And uh, his name is Sari Ibrahim. So Sari graduated from Keller Graduate School of Management with an MBA and project management. He started his professional career at Allstate, where he advised clients on auto, home, business, and life insurance. Uh, He then went on to become an independent broker, focusing on Medicare supplement plans and Medicare Advantage plans with the senior market due to his passion for helping seniors. He's also provided advice to hundreds on health insurance and Medicare. He's worked with seniors uh, as well. And having worked with seniors, Sari has seen the struggle that many retirees go through when they're on fixed incomes, as well as going through the hassle of being able to pay for long-term care costs. And this led Sari to provide an additional service to his clients. So Sari is now helping individuals, not just seniors, plan for retirement, asset protection, that'll be important, and estate planning to avoid unnecessary risks and exposures to things outside of most people's control. Sari helps uh, clients achieve their results through the use of a bank-on-yourself type whole life policy. So that's the introduction for Sari. I got to say, he's just a tremendous guy, someone who's uh, really on the trail of serving people as best as he can. He's a very articulate, articulate guy, and I think you'll be hearing more and more of him in the future. But he has a specific focus in helping professionals and business owners protect their retirement and their assets from uh, creditors, predators, and lawsuits, which is unfortunately way too common in this country today. So with that introduction, I think you'll love this wide-ranging interview with Sari Ibrahim. Sari, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, you've been uh, with me working with me for a little under a year now, and I've been really pleased to see how incredibly uh, articulate you are and uh, focused you are in helping serve clients. But you weren't always a bank on yourself authorized advisor. So tell us a little bit about where you came from. What's your background? Tell us how your journey led you to bank on yourself. Yeah, so I started off um, as an independent broker helping retirees with. Medicare plans like Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage, 
Um, and I worked with a lot of retirees and I, I've seen um, how they live on fixed incomes. And a lot of, a lot of my clients would struggle um, because they only had their pension and their social security. And I realized that that's not enough. And working with these retirees is wonderful because it, it kind of gives me a, a glance of the future for a lot of, for a lot of Americans. And I realize it's not, that's not the only, um, your only source of income shouldn't be your 401k or your 403b or your pension. Um, you, there's other ways, other methods like using a whole life insurance policy for structured properly for retirement purposes. And that's how I jumped into this field. It's, it's a retirement crisis we're facing in this country. So I think you won't ever be out of work, Sari, because there's millions of people every year that need your work, need your services, and, and uh, we're needing more people like yourself to spark a revolution in this country. So way to go. Um, tell me how asset protection became a key focus for you in this. So, you know, we went from Medicare supplement to whole life insurance as a tool and a strategy to help grow and protect people's wealth. And oftentimes we talk on, on our show about uh, Wall Street, protecting from Wall Street, you know, safety, security, income for life, you know, with no risk to the market. Um, but your, your focus is a slightly different approach to the same strategy. Tell me a bit about the, the risks of creditors and lawsuits with regard to our finances. We all have different types of assets, right? We have like our checking account, savings, money market, brokerage, um, your real estate, the home you live in, or your, if you're an investor, um, your corporations, LLCs, things like these. These are all your assets. And these are exposed, uh, depending on the state you're li you live in, these are exposed to, um, to creditors and predators. And some of these assets are actually exempt and some of them are non-exempt. Um, so it's definitely important to distinguish the two. And so this way, you're not um, exposed to things that you can't control. That makes sense. It does. So, you know, I've built up uh, a number of policies and uh, a lot of our clients have a number of policies, whole life insurance contracts. Uh, and maybe there's other people listening to this who have a lot of money in, the, in uh, safe, secure places, real estate, maybe uh, whole life policies, other non-traditional, not your average assets. Um, but maybe they don't realize that they're still at risk. What sort of risks do people have with money if we're not talking about the stock market risk? Yeah, there's um, the, the risk of lawsuits. So a lawsuit can be brought against you and it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to do something uh, illegal or unethical to get sued. It could just mean, it could simply be the fact that you have, you own valuable assets and it was an opportunity for somebody to take advantage of that. They found um, a loophole or an advantage, and they and they were able to capitalize on that. And unfortunately, you would have to pay for for that mistake or for that opportunity. Well, it's like a shakedown, right? It's <laughs> yeah. it's like uh, they they saw you, you show up on their radar, and uh, they go and shake you down for some cash. It's like the old mob. Uh, that's it's, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we may or may not have even done anything wrong, but you know, you just happen to be the unlucky sucker who. Uh, someone decided they were going to try to hit you up for some cash and see what they could get away with. Oh, what kind of things are we talking about? Lawsuits? What kind of lawsuits are we talking about here? Yeah, it could be if you're a real estate investor, it could be a claim that stems from one of your property. Somebody slips, quote unquote, slips and falls on your property. Somebody gets hurt inside one of your homes. Uh, if you're a professional, um, you might uh, 
have like a malpractice or errors and omissions claim against you, something you did uh, when providing advice or um, one of your recommendations to your clients or your business, or it could be a um, it could be a number of things. The list goes on and on. The most I think the most common claims are uh, liability claims that stem from a business. Those are probably the most common. Wow. Yeah. So if you're a business owner, if you own a piece of real estate, a rental property, if you're a landlord, or if you're a doctor, a dentist, even a lawyer, you know, lawyers, uh, according to the American Bar Association, four out of five lawyers are sued at least one time in their yeah, I guess that makes sense. Serves them right, I guess. But uh, no, just joking. But wow, that's crazy. So how common are lawsuits in the United States, approximately? According to U.S. financial education, there are over 40 million lawsuits per, per year. And then to dive wow. into actual- 40 million? Sorry to interrupt you there, yes. Siri, but that's 40 million each year. Yeah, and there's only 1 million, a little over 1 million lawyers. So you can imagine- the demand. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, and how many Americans are there roughly? 350 million, something like that. So about, I mean, yeah, yeah, plus or minus, right. Okay. So 40 divided by 350. So you have an 11% chance of being sued every year. That's incredible. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then when we dive into actual professions, that number can quadruple. For example, MedSpace, a clinical research organization, uh, they says two thirds of all physicians have been named in a malpractice claim. And again, as uh, mentioned, according to the American Bar Association, four out of five lawyers will get sued at least one time in their career. 90% of business owners will be involved in some sort of litigation. Real estate investors, arguably the highest, 95% will get sued in a 20 year time period. Oh my goodness. Wow. So 90%, nine out of 10 business owners over their career and 95% of real estate investors. So, you know, for all the hoopla and um, positive feelings we have around real estate, owning your own business. I mean, we have a lot of episodes on our podcast about both of those topics, uh, but this is the dirty underbelly uh, where, you know, you're going to get served some papers. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, uh, I assume. Uh, so how do you protect yourself against something like that? You know, what are, what are some of the strategies a financial professional like yourself can uh, coordinate a doctor's financial life or a real estate investor's financial life? I mean, Sari, this is where you've put a stake in the ground and said this is important enough to build your practice around. So what do we do? How do we help protect all the business owners listening, all the real estate investors listening to this episode? Yeah, so it's important to identify all the assets you have and then be able to distinguish between which are exempt and which are non-exempt. And one way of doing that is simply, you can Google your state, the state you live in, and then bankruptcy exemption. So for example, if you're in the state of Texas, uh, you could type Texas bankruptcy exemption, or if you're in Florida, Florida bankruptcy exemption. And there you can research and see which of your assets are exempt and which are non-exempt. So for example, um, in the state of Florida, The home you live in, that's an exempt asset, Um, your pension, your 401k, IRAs, um, cash value, life insurance, annuities, those are all exempt assets. So of course, with asset protection, you want to be on the exempt side. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking at Illinois' law here since we're recording in Illinois, and they'll let you keep a nominal amount of money, a little bit of cash for a small used vehicle, Um, you know, and it looks like tax-exempt retirement accounts and various pensions. Uh, are exempt from lawsuit. 
So talk to me about what you found with regard to bank on yourself type whole life policies. Generally, are those on the exempt side where you're protected or, or are they exposed to credit or risk? So with the bank on yourself, a whole life, it's, it, it is a whole life insurance policy. And in most states that would fall on the exempt side. And of course, it's important that we're, we're both on the bank on yourself, um, whole life types and with asset protection, we're emphasizing on the cash value of a whole life policy, right? So in most states, the cash value is protected. Okay, great. That's a great, you bring up a great point there, Sari. So the death benefits are probably also exempt for sake of your kids and spouse. They're not going to, you know, bankrupt your beneficiaries if you pass away and leave this. It's not like they're going to rip that out of their hands, at least uh, not under current law for most states, I assume. And then even the cash value you're saying can be saved and safe and out of the bankruptcy court or a lawsuit court in most states with regard to like if somebody sues you for slipping on a banana peel outside your real estate property, this is one of those special places to park your money where they won't be uh, able to go in and grab all of that cash value. Exactly. Yes. Wow. That's a huge deal for the statistics you just listed. We all should be thinking about it. If we have anything to do with real estate, business, professional, if you're a white collar professional in any way, or heck, if you just own a home, uh, you know, I mean, your homeowner's insurance might protect you in some ways, right? But maybe maybe there's uh, lots of loopholes in even your homeowner's insurance that could still expose you to lawsuits and uh, access to your personal assets. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So what, what do you do? What are some of the, you know, say disadvantages to some of these common strategies, uh, using some of the common strategies people often do and use for protecting their money from lawsuits and creditors? So when, when a, lot of, a lot of people, when they want to implement or utilize asset protection plans, they kind of only see one side to that. And that is, is this, is this, an, uh, is this solution protected from creditors and predators? And there's six other questions we need to ask. And if you actually take out a piece of paper and you draw a line in the middle of the paper, on the left side, you would ask the question, is this solution 100% asset protect, protected? If so, we go to the right side of that page. And then the first question we want to ask ourselves, in regards to fees, how much will it cost to implement this plan? This is the, the fees to the advisor or the, per, or the consultant helping you. How much will it cost to implement this solution? Um, are there any recurring costs or maintenance costs I have to pay every year? Uh, number two, what are the contribution limits? Are there any contribution limits? If so, what are they? Number three, liquidity. How liquid is this solution? Can you access your money at any time? Um, are there restrictions based on your age or based on the time you implemented the solution? Uh, really important to consider that. Number four, market volatility. If the asset protect protected plan is 100% protected from creditors and predators, is it also exposed to the market? Like we don't wanna invest in the stock market just because it's protected from creditors and predators. We wanna kind of balance out the risk and actually eliminate as much risk as possible, right? So what is the market volatility with this asset protected protection plan? Number five, integration. Ask yourself, can you integrate this plan with other areas of your life and your business? Or are you just going to have to choose one solution at a time? And number six, tax liability. What is the tax exposure you have? Is it a pre-tax vehicle you're utilizing or after tax? Um, what is... What is your tax exposure to this? You want to definitely consider that. 
Wow, this is great. So I'm imagining in my mind and for folks who are able to pull, pull the car over <laughs> and grab a sheet of paper or pull it up on a, on a whiteboard and just write that out. Uh, on the left side of the page is a big fat question mark. Uh, is this asset 100% asset protected from creditors, predators, lawsuits, bankruptcies, et cetera? Is that, am I right so far? Yes. And on the right side of the page, big line down the middle, on the right side are six different questions. Uh, and I'll read them off again here. One was fees. You know, how much does it cost to implement the plan? Two, contribution limits. Three, liquidity, uh, access to the money. Number four, market volatility. Uh, number five, integration. And number six, tax liability. Do you want to break those down a little bit more, um, Sari, with, with uh, our listeners? Like, let's talk about a com- couple of common financial um, vehicles, like 401ks, IRAs, real estate and bank on yourself type whole life policies. How does all of those compare with regard to each of those six components, like fees, for example? Definitely, if we're, if we're talking about a 401k, now for, in a lot of states, a 401k is 100% asset protected protection. So we go to the right side now with fees. Uh, with the 401k, there are fees every year, right? Um, right. It could be between one and 2%, depending on how it's structured, but there are fees involved with the 401k. Same with IRAs. Um, contribution limits. I think, I can't remember the numbers. It's every year, 19,000 per year that you can contribute to a 401k. And I think uh, for IRA, it's $6,000 every year. If I'm not, is that correct? That's Mark? right. Yeah. If you're under age 50, you can put as much as $6,000 into an IRA uh, and $19,500 into a 401k of your own elective deferral of your own income if you're under age 50. See, that's, that's not enough if you're, depending on how much you want to protect, how much cash you want to protect, that's right. not uh, be suitable. Especially if you're a professional, white collar professional, like a dentist, a doctor. I mean, how much is 6,000 bucks or even 19,000 bucks a year really going to do if you're making 300 grand a year as a professional? Exactly. I agree. And then it goes to the third part, third question, liquidity. You can't access uh, cash in a 401k or IRA until you're 59 and a half, unless, and if you do, of course, there's a tax uh, penalty of 10%. So it really tightens your liquidity with the 401ks and IRAs and other pre-tax vehicles. So number three, liquidity, can you access this solution? So you're saying, hey, you know, creditors, predators of lawsuit for lawsuits can't get access to it, but neither can you. <laughs> exactly. Neither can you. The only people who have access to that money before you're 59 and a half years old are your investment advisor who's taking fees off the top every year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow, crazy. All right, number four, market volatility. Now, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, you said you don't want to invest in the market just because that asset, like a 401k, might be protected from creditors. Um, you know, I, I imagine, you know, we see, you know, people losing money due to lawsuits. That's fine, but... You, know, you can lose money to a lot of things, including the stock market. Yeah, exactly. You know, with I, a lot of IRAs and 401ks, they're, they're, they're stock market vehicles, right? They're in the stock market. So anytime there's some sort of condition like we're having right now with the coronavirus, those are the first accounts to feel, though, to feel that market pain, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, you think about it like a, a divorce or something, you know, in a court proceeding, you might lose half of your your retirement or half your house value, you might have to split that savings account down the middle. Uh, but the market will gladly take half your life savings in a blink of an eye 
just because somebody sneezed the wrong way on the other side of the world. Exactly. And there's nothing nobody can predict or project that really. They say a lot of, a lot of advisors say they can, they can crunch numbers and, and estimate and convince you to invest in stocks and, and things like that, but nobody can actually predict what's going to happen. So true. Okay. So that's number four for 401ks and IRAs. What about number five, integration? Now explain what integration means again, and then how does the 401k and IRA, and then comparing that maybe to a whole life policy, how does it integrate? Yeah, definitely. So with, with, with the IRA or 401k or other vehicles like that, you can't really connect those with other investments you have. Like for example, you can't allocate $50,000 where actually you can because of the contribution limits. But let's say with the IRA, you can allocate $6,000 through your IRA and your real estate portfolio at the same time with those same dollars. You would have to choose uh, where you're going to allocate that money. Same with your 401k or other vehicles. So you want to you implement a plan where you can do more than one thing with the same dollars you have. So $1 can go to different areas of your life and your business and work for you in various areas at the same time. That's what wish would be in this situation. So to use another example, you're saying that, hey, with a 401k or an IRA, I either can invest and save whatever for my retirement in those vehicles, or I send my kid to college, but I cannot do both with the same money. Exactly. Correct. Okay. But you're inferring there that the bank on yourself whole life policy allows you to have that integration where you can do both at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I'll touch on all six actually with bank on yourself. All right, right on. Well, I'm getting ahead of you then. What about number six? We'll wrap it up here with the 401k and IRA tax liability. Uh, okay, tell me about how that's um, integrated with this idea of asset protection. So again, if, if we're back on that left side of the page and you ask ourselves, is this a 100% asset protected? The answer is yes. Let's jump down to number six, tax liability. What is the tax exposure? What's the tax liability of implementing this asset protection plan? Again, 401ks, IRAs, I don't mean to keep picking on them, but they are very common vehicles. 401ks, IRAs, they are pre-tax vehicles, meaning that we're deferring taxes every year. Um, and then when we take that money out, we're, we're, it's taxable income. Now, there's a concern of taxes going up in the future, and they will go up. You can notice, uh, you can research a lot of evidence proving that taxes will go up based on the national budget, based on Medicare budget, social security budget. Um, these budgets are going to increase exponentially in the future. And which means that tax rates will go up and which means that pre-tax vehicles will be the low hanging fruit for the government. Wow. Taxes. Pre-tax doesn't mean no tax. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a temporary, it's, it's not even tax deductible, quote unquote, it's tax deferred. You're, you're deferring your for that year. Um, and then you will be taxed on it later. And if, you know, with RMDs required minimum distributions, you're forced to take out that money in your retirement years, right? Wow. Yeah, that's right. Forced to by the government or you get a 50% penalty on what you should have took out but didn't. Wow. Yeah. So if, if I'm thinking about this in terms of termites, uh, if I found out that I had termites in my house, would I want to defer a solution to the termite problem? Or if I had mold in my house, would I want to defer putting off, postponing, getting rid of that mold or would I want to take care of that problem right now before it gets any worse? Yeah. You want to eliminate it completely eliminate it. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So walk us through what you want to go through next with regard to this uh, chart. It's, it's in my mind. I've got it. Fees, contribution limits, liquidity, market volatility, integration, and tax liability. Uh, what about whole life policies and bank on yourself? 
So with, with in most states, the cash value of a whole life insurance policy is 100% asset protected. And again, verify that with your attorney, do your research, um, and then go to the right side now on fees. Um, I don't know about other advisors, but we I don't charge uh, any service fees or consultation fees. Um, that's all, all the fees of a whole life insurance policy are already packaged into the premium. There's no additional fees on top of that. And we're compensated by the insurance companies. So there's no fee. In other words, there's no fees with a whole life mm-hmm. insurance policy on the advisor side. Uh, I also want to mention the way you design a bank on yourself type policy uh, specifically and intentionally cuts the commissions on that whole life policy by about 50 to 70% what it would have been if you had designed the whole life policy the old fashioned way. So not only are you not charging people a flat fee just to talk to you, uh, which is the case with a lot of investment advisors, and not only are you not charging assets under management fees, which a lot of brokerage accounts and such would charge you, but you're even cutting the commissions um, to design the policy for more cash for, the, uh, for your clients than they would have if they had the old-fashioned whole life policies that their grandparents had. Definitely, that 50 to 70% commission reduction goes to the client in the first year. Um, the way we structure whole life policies, turbo charges the cash value in the first year. And you actually have 85, you can access 85 to 90% of that cash value um, in the first year. It's huge. It's huge. You know, you're working on your client side of the table and not taking money out of their pockets. That's great. Okay. So that's number one. What about contribution limits? Are there any limits? Uh, is the insurance company or is the government going to limit in any way what I can possibly put into one of these policies? There actually, there, there aren't any contribution limits with whole life insurance policies. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking at the tax tables for IRAs, 401ks. None of that applies to whole life. You could, as long as you can get approved for it, you can put whatever you want into one of these policies. Yeah. I mean, banks and corporations fund whole life policies in the billions. Wow. You know, yeah, that, that should be the end of the episode right there. I mean, just do what banks are doing with their cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, number three, uh, access. How do you, uh, liquidity. Can you access whole life policy cash values? Yeah, you can access 85 to 90%. Actually, not only in the first year, in the first month, you can access 85 to 90% of the cash value. At any time, no questions asked, no approval needed. Um, the cash comes to you in the form of a loan but you don't have to qualify for that loan. There's no credit check. There's no verification process. Um, it can, you can receive that, that, that a check in the mail and as five to seven business days, you can get that money. So it's extremely liquid. Now I'll mention this too. If you take a loan and let's say you're going through a lawsuit, you know, you're in the midst of a lawsuit, unfortunately, and you've got your money safely protected in the life insurance but then you take a loan during the lawsuit proceedings and you have a big lump sum of hundred grand dump into your checking account. That checking account, I assume, is not exempt. Uh, so then it would be on the radar of the courts if you happen to have a hundred grand sitting in your checking account. Uh, you know, get that verified with an attorney, but most of the time you'd want to not be taking a bunch of loans out during a, a court proceeding or a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Any any kind of movement of money or anything, it could be you know um, noted as a finding a fraudulent transfer, of course. Or so you, of course, you want to always consult with your lawyer before and during a lawsuit. Yeah, big time. Number four, market volatility. 
Uh, what about the whole life policy? Is it tied to the markets? Are we going to be thrown through the swings of mar- market gyrations? So actually, no, you will not be. So whatever happens in the market, your whole life cash value and the growth will not be affected. Um, the companies we, re- we represent have been paying interest and dividends to its policyholders for over 160 years, including times like the Great Depression and even the recent market crash of 2008. So in other words, market volatility does not affect the, the growth of your cash. It's uninterrupted growth. Beautiful. So good. Yeah, you get that guaranteed annual cash value increase on your cash plus dividends on top. Uh, makes it feel even better with recent turbulence we've been experiencing in the markets these last few weeks. And then integration, integrating it with other areas of your life. How does the whole life policy stack up there? Yep. So with the, with the whole life policy, it's not an either or product. It's a, a both and product. So you can allocate every year, for example, $100,000 to your whole life insurance policy and borrow from that to fund your real estate portfolio or other investments you want to integrate. You can use it. You can use the premium dollars for your whole life policy for numerous areas of your life and your business. You can use a whole life insurance policy, the bank on yourself way for um, retaining employees, for cash reserves for your business, for uh, guaranteed growth. You can use it for various, for retirement planning. You could use it for various functions and areas of your life at the same time without having to choose one investment or one saving strategy over the other. Man, rock and roll, sign me up. And then number six, tax liability. How is this uh, impacting your taxes? If you take loans, take withdrawals, is all that taxable? So in, in most situations, in a lot of situations, we're using after-tax dollars to fund a whole life insurance policy, the bank on yourself wing. So we're using after-tax dollars and the growth, the cash value growth is tax deferred. And when we access that money, we're accessing that money uh, via loans. So there, and, and even the withdrawals are tax-free uh, because we already pay taxes on that money. Um, and the cool thing about it is once you pay taxes on your money, you pay the premiums, it goes into the whole life and you're building that cash, you're now in the 0% tax bracket. So let's just say, for example, right now, the highest tax bracket is 37%, right, Mark? Yep. If that highest tax bracket jumps from 37% to 50%, the cash value you have in the whole life policy is not affected by those tax rates. You're already in the 0% rate. So you you actually want to get on, you want to get into the 0% rate to affect from that other volatility, which is the surprising rates of taxes. Again, nobody can really knows when exactly these tax rates are gonna go up, but there's a lot of evidence to indicate based on the national budget, based on social security, based on Medicare, that tax rates will go up and the pre-tax vehicles are the low hanging fruit. So the cash value in a life insurance policy will not be affected by by those tax increases. Yeah. you know. yeah, even if tax rates double, zero times anything is still zero. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and you know, uh, so we've got the six items here. I want to talk about how folks can reach out to you now. If if folks want to learn more, if they've got a situation where they might need to protect some assets, or they just sort of see that train coming at them, uh, if they're in real estate, or if they're a business owner, uh, or a, a professional uh, like a dentist, doctor, etc., uh, surgeons especially. Uh, so how can folks find you? How can they reach out to you, Sari, to, to have a consultation with you to learn more about their specific situation? 
Yeah, so all the consultations are free and you can go to fin, F-I-N, assetprotection.com. Again, that's finassetprotection.com. Um, and then there's a link that you can contact me or send me an email or even book an appointment to the calendar. And I'll be more than happy to run through a, a confidential financial analysis and, and to kind of sit back and listen to what you'd like to implement and protect. And I've got to say, having worked with Sari now, Sari, you're, you're a very great listener. You're an incredible articulate professional and you'll be no doubt in good hands if you reach out to Sari Ibrahim. His, his uh, website is finassetprotection.com, uh, finassetprotection.com. Uh, so check out his site and uh, say hello to him. And Sari, any final thoughts? Any uh, final words of wisdom for folks out there who might be just realizing for the first time that they've got this exposure to this credit or risk? You know, it's like the uh, metaphor of climbing a mountain. Wall Street has trained us that we want to get to that top. And that is building our retirement accounts or 401ks or to get to that highest limit as, as high as possible. But what happens coming down? You know, most accidents happen come, while coming down from mountain, right? Yeah. I think when we're building up our, our retirement accounts, how are we going to unwind and come down from in our, in our retirement years from those? So we want to kind of consider not just going up, but coming down from that mountain, which is obviously or actually more, more dangerous than going up. Yeah, you bet. And with the risk of having a, a, a earthquake going up or coming down in any given year, I mean, the numbers were 11% for the average American, uh, 95% if you're in real estate, you could have that earthquake at any given point. Uh, and you certainly don't want it when you've reached the peak. Uh, when you've got the most to lose, uh, not to mention years into your retirement. So way to go. Sari, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Tens of millions of lawsuits every single year in this country. That, that just floors me. I can't imagine. Uh, so if you're a business owner, if you're into real estate investing, a lot of our audience is, then it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Uh, and what have you done to prepare yourself for that inevitable uh, serving of papers, that lawsuit coming down the pipe. So where do you keep your money? Where do you keep it right now? If someone knocked on your door today and served you some papers for a lawsuit, are you ready to go? Are you ready? And have you shielded your assets in a way that's going to keep you protected from that inevitability? Even if you're not a business owner, you know, what have you done to kind of protect your money in that case too? Anybody can slip on that uh, banana peel outside your house, right? And if your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover whatever it is, then you better believe your money's on the chopping block. Uh, so get, get everything straight today so that you can sleep well at night tonight. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up before we wrap up today's episode is that you can go to Google or any search engine and just ask, you know, ask what are the exempt assets in my state? So if you just type in exempt assets, Illinois, or whatever your state is, you can find a list of all the different, if there's retirement vehicles or savings accounts, and what are the limits of cash value life insurance protection in the event of a lawsuit. So take a look at that as a takeaway from today's episode as well. And remember, finassetprotection.com to be able to reach out to Sari and learn more about your particular situation. Now, we do have a listener shout out this week. Once again, JO13. JO13, he says, or she says, changed my financial future. I've listened to each podcast three times now. That is awesome. First of all, rock and roll, uh, because I believe 
in education, and I believe that one of the ways toward education is repetition, right? So, all right, let me read it again. I've listened to each podcast three times now, and each time I learned something new. Mark and Holly's knowledge and new perspective on finances has completely transformed how I view my family's financial future. This is a must listen. Well, thank you, JO13. What a great review, and good on you for keeping up three times on each episode. I think that's awesome. And I'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you've never written us a five-star review, please do so and send it to hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com. That email address uh, is checked. And once we see the five-star review screenshot, we'll send you a copy of Rescue Your Retirement uh, from Pamela Yellen. So give us a shout there. Also, I'd love to hear from you on our voice memo app. It's the speakpipe.com app on our website. You can go to that link in our show notes, or you can go directly to the site. It's speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P, speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P, and answer this question for me. What are your thoughts? I'd love to know. Here's the question. What does a realistic budget look like? And I need to hear from you on this before April 19th, 2020, to get that free book, same free book, Rescue Your Retirement from Pamela Yellen. So you can go right to the show notes to leave us a message there. So thank you all for joining us for another wonderful episode of life-changing content and money-protecting content uh, from Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.